what's the job of the church in relation to the world? Is there a theology of the parish church? Is church planting about replacing the parish church? Or do both have a part to play in the mission of God? And why does God work through community rather than just individuals? Welcome to Talking Theology, a podcast of Cranmer Hall Durham where we explore some of life's big questions and try to join the dots between theology, church and the world. I'm your host Philip Fleming, and in today's show I'll be talking to the Reverend Dr Will Fulger. Will is Director of Mission and Evangelism at Cranmer Hall and our question today is parish church or church planting? Do we have to choose? Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Will Fulger, welcome to Talking Theology. It's lovely to be here. Will, tell us a little bit about um, yourself and uh, what your current role at Cramer involves, and, and what are the different things you did on the way? I um, am Director of Mission and Evangelism here at Cramer Hall. And I've been doing that role now for a few months. We moved uh, back to Durham. So um, for the last three years, I've been uh, planting a church in Nottingham. I was planting a church in Nottingham with a team, which was uh, set up by Bishop uh, Paul Williams in Sutherland, Nottingham. And so for the last three years, I've been doing that. And it's been great fun, a city centre resource church right in the heart of Nottingham. Um, that's been wonderful fun. And then for three years before that, I was here at Crummer. So I'm back where I trained for ordination. Yeah, before that, I was a secondary school teacher, uh, teaching religious studies in the secondary school. Uh, I spent a year in the States, in New Jersey, studying. And uh, before that, I was at university. That's a great, diverse story. Will, when you were um, doing your doctorate here, you were looking at, I guess, the question of ecclesiology, what it is to be the church today Mm. in different ways. What was it that got you interested in in that in the first place? Mm. So throughout my theological studies, I was always interested in the question of ecclesiology, the question of what the church is and what the church is here to do and how it plays, what role it plays in God's mission. And particularly, I was interested in that question of what is the relationship between the church and the world around it? What is the church here to do and how does it connect with the cultures, the society it finds itself within? What's its job? And I was really interested in a lot of theology that was coming out of, I guess, the States, more US thinkers, uh, particularly the likes of Stanley Harris, who were really presenting an image of church that I found uh, really exciting, challenging, but exciting. And the interesting thing for me was then applying that to our context, which is a very different context here in the UK. Um, The answer to the question, what is the church here to do in the United Kingdom, has always had a fairly settled answer, which is around the established church and the parish structure in the Church of England. And so although there's been a lot of debate about what that actually means and how it plays out, um, the theology at least, um, there's some grounding to it. And so trying to bring in some of those ideas from the likes of Stanley Harris, as I say, into the United Kingdom has been interesting for me. What role does the church play in our society in the 21st century well that sets us into our question today will and for the purposes of today's interview we're thinking about the church of england we're aware uh, other churches are engaged in mission in other ways but the church of england has had a hugely dominant role across wider christian thinking in, in this country so i think 
questions of the Church of England are relevant mm. to other churches as well. You say that when the Church of England is asked the question, what is the church here for, the answer has often been a settled one based around the parish. Just tell us a little bit more about the parish principle, mm. and in particular, what's the theology that's been built up as to how the parish informs how the church, what the church is for? Well, the, the parish is a really interesting case of where theology and history and practice all bleed together into one. And so the parish structure as we had it, have, as we have it, didn't emerge because some people sat down in a room with some Bibles open and thought, what's the best church structure? It emerged out of the contingencies of history, um, out of uh, what was required at the time, what social history looked like, what geographical history looked like. And so we have this system emerging essentially of coverage um, that every area of land in the nation is divided into a parish and ideally with one parish church within that parish um, taking responsibility cure of souls for all of the individuals who fall within that geographical boundary and that's been the case in England uh, for a time immemorial as long as we can remember as long as we can look back and I think the parish structure has really been seen to give the Church of England I've said three things. The, the first thing would be coverage. So this idea that every person in England, um, whether they go to church or not, finds themselves within a parish and therefore is under the responsibility, the care, if you like, of a parish church. And therefore that church, this is the second thing, has responsibility for everybody. Um, they um, don't choose who to serve. We, um, I remember when I was ordained, I wasn't ordained to be chaplain to a congregation I was ordained to be priest to a parish to the people of that parish i.e in some sense to have spiritual care for every single person whether they have any interest in church or not and that responsibility is reciprocal in, in the sense that every person within a parish has a right to that parish church to have their children baptized there to be married there to have their funeral there if they wish in that sense again whether they go to church or not um, and i'll probably keep saying that phrase a lot whether they go to church or not it's their church it is their church because they exist within the parish and the third thing that i think it gives the church of england is a focus on what's local and particular so we exist as a national church, as the state church, in the very centre of the life of the country. We have bishops in the House of Lords. But the parish, I think, gives the Church of England a voice in the centre because it has understanding of what's going on at the margins. In other words, it has feet on the ground in every part of the country, not just the southeast and the centres of power elsewhere, but in every community, in every part of the land of the, the country, rich, poor, but whatever the country part of the country looks like, that's where the church is found. And so, in other words, we speak to the centre from our understanding of what's going on in the local and the particular. In terms of the theology of parish, there has been in recent years a great upswell in thinking around the theology. What actually does this mean? Where does this come from biblically in terms of the tradition? And I think most of that theology, it's hard to encapsulate it all, but probably 
could be summarized by again talking about this idea of the particular and the local or some people call it the real in other words the parish gives us a church which is interested in the nitty-gritty of human existence Um, we haven't created a church system or church structure in abstract we haven't got a model that works and so we sort of roll it out everywhere Instead, we say, no, the church is rooted in the ground, if you like, in the communities, in the societies, in the cultures, wherever that is in the country. And therefore, uh, the church, as I say, is uh, interested in what's real, what's grounded. And if we think that through Christianly, it's actually quite a Christian concept in so many ways. This idea that God, the God of the universe, i.e. the God, the creator God, when he's found, he's found in what's particular and what's real. He chooses to love the whole of humanity, the whole of creation. But he does so by choosing this particular people, Israel, whom he gives this particular land with boundaries, with borders, if you like. Not at the exclusion of everybody else, but so that the whole might be blessed. And then ultimately for us as Christians, um, the central point of our belief is the Christ event, the incarnation And if, again, we think what the incarnation is, it's the God of the heavens becoming flesh incarnated, i.e. becoming a particular person at a particular time with a particular family in a particular place. And so really the parish is about, in one sense, guarding that principle that the church is to be about the real, where people are, the earth, if you like, beneath our feet, rather than sort of dwell in some abstract realm of our own making. So you've, we've reflected the way in which that local particular real nature that's reflected in the parish system is embedded in a God who is expressed and who expresses himself in the particular via the people of Israel, via the, the incarnation of Jesus. Those other two aspects of the parish system, the coverage mm. and the responsibility, are there biblical echoes there in terms of how they reflect the wider mission of God that we find in the scriptures? Absolutely. I think certainly that thing of responsibility is a big one. Again, when we look at the story of Israel, you see that the reason that Israel was, the language would be elected, chosen, was so that the whole might be blessed. And the the story starts to go wrong, if you like, the moment that Israel begins to imagine that the blessing was solely for itself uh, as a closed door. The blessing was for Israel, but so that others might see it and respond to it. And when we think about the church, uh, that's exactly true of the church too. The church stands in that line, that stream of that story of being called so that it might exist for others. Um, And so the Church of England's tagline is a Christian presence in every community. In other words, we are to be salt and light, as Jesus says, in our communities where we find ourselves in every uh, part of the nation. I think in terms of coverage, that's a trickier one. And that's one that um, theologians, thinkers, ecclesiologists have come back to again and again. The parish model is a really good model. It makes sense in so many ways. But um, in some ways, it's hard to find a biblical model of total coverage. In the New Testament, for example, one of the things you see is that Paul goes to, say, the centres of influence, of power, the centres of industry, of trade, and tries to do something there with church 
so that the church might spread from those places. Um, he's not so much, if you like, looking for total geographical coverage. He's not saying that he's got the whole of the Roman Empire geographically covered. But he would, I think, want to think that in some sense he's got a foot in um, the Roman Empire, in the significant places of the Roman Empire, so that influence might be had in the wider culture. That makes a lot of sense. I remember he, he went to Ephesus and stayed in Ephesus two years. Mm. And, the, and the sense is that everyone came to him, didn't mm. they, from the hinterland, yeah. so that there was a strategic choice there. Is there anything in the Great Commission in terms of go to all nations that, that suggests that, or is there a correlation between that and coverage in a sense that there's always understanding in the scriptures that the that the gospel needs to reach everybody and it's never just for some Mm. does that have echoes at least i think absolutely there is in that language the language of coverage i think also in that language there's the language of particularity um jesus says to go to all nations not in the sense of go to the the whole go to everybody but in the sense of go to each and every and you see at pentecost the disciples are given the ability to speak to be understood in the languages the many many languages that were there at that time in other words the gospel is for everybody in their particularity and i think if there's one thing that the parish is about it's about saying that there's not a one-size-fits-all church that church needs to look something like and respond to the particular needs of the community that it finds itself within um one of the, the the terms that I've come back to again and again in my research is the language of space and place. And um, place is really about what's particular and unique, whereas space in uh, human geography, space is a more abstract, repeatable idea. The easiest way I've, I've found to explain this is the difference between house and home. A house is a space, a physical space. Anybody could live in that house. Um, there's no particular significance, uniqueness to it. Whereas a home is a far richer concept. A home is place. It's where people dwell. It has significance. It's unique. It's non-repeatable. And it's more than just the physicality. It's something there that you can't quite capture with lines on a map. You need to capture it with, I don't know, poetry or song or something like that. It's a far richer concept. That's what place is. And in theology, when we talk about place, really what we're saying is that when God commits himself to place, he takes seriously the uniqueness. He takes seriously, in other words, people's homes, what it means to be human in that particular place at that particular time. So within the history of the Church of England, there's been, therefore, at the best, and we know it's not always been the case, but at the best, the parish churches look different in all sorts of different places because it's been reflecting what's going on in local communities. But it had been characterised by those three things, which is a desire to, for coverage, mm. uh, a, a sense of responsibility, and also a sense of being very committed to the local. Now, in recent years, we've seen a, a, another significant trend in, in, in what it means to be church. And I'm, I'm referring now to the increasing amount of church planting going on obviously not just within the Church of England, but it is striking within the Church of England. I know that's not a new phenomenon, but it is something which is now being engaged with very proactively across the whole of the Church of England. I think virtually every diocese has some sort of church planting strategy. Mm. Tell me a little bit about what is church planting from a theological perspective, as well as from a practical perspective. Give us a sense about where that's come from and what it looks like. Yeah, so you're right. It's not a new thing at all. 
and actually when we look we've talked about Paul's strategy if you like he he seems to be what today we would call a church planter he's interested in going into communities establishing churches and then moving on with the idea that those churches are become self-sufficient they they develop um, leadership from within themselves they become self-supporting and then they might plant other churches in other words it seems that the strategy if there is one in the new testament is to plant churches that plant other churches church plants are simply new expressions of church in a particular place that's what a church plant is and i'm sure you and i could sit here for weeks and talk about the different ways you might categorize certain church plants but at essence that's what it is a new church in in a new place i think the theology behind it is exactly if you like the heart that lies behind the parish which in other words is we want to have church as proximate as close to people's lives in the communities they find themselves as we can and in order to do that We might need new expressions of church, new churches. We might need to bring new life to existing churches that already exist um, so that we can maintain this sense of being close to where people are. And is the key thing there is that whereas for, for hundreds of years people have defined themselves or we've understood people to define themselves geographically, those geographical groupings have broken down now and at least particularly in urban centres the idea that you've just got a physical space which you belong to is no longer the case and therefore in order for church to be close to people it needs to look different. Absolutely I think there's a whole load of social shifts that have happened the geographical issue would certainly be one of those people um, on the whole don't define themselves so much in those terms I think also just the sense of the connection to church I think there has been a change in the way people see their um, relationship to the local church in other words whereas before it could be imagined that um, the church exists for the community it serves within and that the community had some understanding of that relationship that even if people didn't go to church at all, or if they did, they went very irregularly Easter, Christmas or something, they still had a sense that the church was there and could be there for them. As things have changed so rapidly in in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years, we see now a situation which people on the whole don't recognise that relationship. And so although the church might believe it to be the case that it's present and that it's local and that it's there for people if they need it, people themselves in our communities don't see that relationship they don't live with any recourse to the church it's not as if they've made a decision not to go to church they simply haven't thought about church at all and so i think church planting is a way to give if you like breathe new life into that relationship to breathe new life into the church's calling to be present at least that's what i've argued i see it perfectly fitting in with the um, perfectly congruent with the church's calling to be present in every place of the country the other reality is that as our communities have grown as population has grown we do need more churches if we are to be present even physically present with communities we will need um, more churches to be around uh, more communities of faith um, to be in those new communities new housing developments um, new possibilities new missional possibilities so if I understand you right, Will, what you're saying is that simply someone might live within a mile of a local church doesn't mean that they relate to it in any meaningful sense. And therefore, for the church to come close to them, it's going to require more, more effort than simply sort of 
saying, well, there is a church, we expect you to go to it. It's going to require more intentionality. And that's what church planting is about. Intentionality is exactly the word I would use. That's right. I think that um, if we think about something like a shopping centre, it might be 10 miles away from where somebody lives. However, because they go there and they attend there and because it holds for them, uh, it's a place of meaning, a place of significance, they feel a deep connection to that place. Now, it's not in their town. The the, the place where it is doesn't share the name of their town. Um, But it's a place of significance, a place of meaning. And one of the the jobs that I think a church plant can do is become for people that place of significance, that place of meaning. What does that look like in practice for church plants in terms of what does it look like for church plants to come closer to people? What are the strategies that they find themselves using in order to be present in different types of communities? I think that um, there's an, a whole range of uh, approaches, but but one of the models we've seen um, repeatedly through the church's history is this idea of um, the big and the small. So um, a bigger church, um, and some of the language that we've used recently around that is around resourcing churches, a bigger church which has resources of people, of, of money, of maybe theological, missional expertise, is able to have a big, bigger impact in an in an area by sending out or planting other smaller expressions uh, communities of faith which can then be more local more committed i think in nottingham for example where i was uh, a resource church began uh, a few um, miles away from the church i was in and their vision really was to become a resource church that resourced some of the outlying estates. Now, these were estates that really for quite a number of years now hadn't really had a church presence. Um, church numbers had dwindled. Um, it was difficult to pay for stipendary clergy. So um, they were without ministry. And so this resource church effectively became, if you like, a network of churches. So the the mission and ministry, the resource was held within the center, within the resource church but they could send out clergy into the outlying estates to serve and minister there. I think the other thing that that does is it prevents the potential for isolation. And if there's been one issue with the parish for as long as anybody can remember, and when we look back in history, it is this issue of isolation. The strength of the parish that every church is in every community is also its weakness which is that each church does its thing in isolation from the churches around it. Now that might be okay in rural villages where you have several miles between each habitation. But when you're saying an urban area in a city, that becomes very, very complex because cities don't function as separate isolated parts. They function as separate isolated parts and as a whole. And so if you're trying to deal with an issue such as homelessness or um, youth unemployment or low aspiration you can't do that within your parish you will need to work as a city in other words you'll need to work with other parishes and other churches and so one of the um, ways in which church plant planting works well is through these networks through these connections uh, where there's a sharing of resources a sharing of ideas a sharing of team so it sounds to me like the sense of responsibility is still there but it's a responsibility that's shared with others or shared on a wider a wider network than simply one particular parish absolutely 
You've painted this picture, Will, that, that suggests there's actually theologically quite a lot of correlation or similarity between the vision of the parish and of a church plant in terms of there's a commitment to coverage, there's a commitment to responsibility, and there's a commitment to the local, but just doing that in a new way. If that's the case, what explains the the challenges that, that are there, I know, in some of the literature around how people understand the parish and church planting? You know, people sometimes, it seems to me, find themselves on one side of the fence and say one's is great and the other's terrible, mm. or the other's one's modern and the other's out of date. Well, what explains, if they're trying to do the same thing, what explains the difficulty? Yeah, and that is a um, a situation we see in a great deal of not only our theological discourse, but our social discourse, our political discourse at the moment, this sense of fragmentation and uh, black and white thinking, I would say. Um, we are not them, they are not us. And if there was one thing that really motivated me in this, this thesis, it was the frustration at the lack of quality of debate um, around this. I think there's uh, a sense that um, because the parish system is seen to uphold so much good, as I've tried to articulate, around place and responsibility and locality, that any shift from that system is therefore seen to undermine the very theological principles that are seen to be ingrained in that system. I think what I've wanted to do and try to do is show that it's possible to hold apart the system, the parish system, from the parish principle. And the parish principle is about locality and responsibility and place. The parish system is another thing. The parish system is how that's been worked out. And it seems to me if we're to do justice to the principle, then we need to think really, really hard about how it is worked out in practice today. And so actually, you're right, for me church planting can be and should be actually a um, recapturing of that church of england vision to have a christian community in every uh, a christian presence in every community and um, it's the embodiment of that vision and that vocation so what would be the message that if i was sitting here as a parish priest or somebody hugely committed to my local parish what would be the message you want to say to me about church planting and if i'm in uh, a role as a church plant what would the message you'd want to say to me about the parish principle i think i'd want to be uh, really clear that church planting is not something to be afraid of and uh, I, I laugh with my students that um one of the activities i get them to do is to look up when their church their sending church or their home church was planted you know when it began because every church has a beginning has an origin and for me, church planting is best looked at that way, which is to say, this is the origin of a church. This is the beginning of a church that might in 100, 200, 1000 years look something like the existing church. But right now we're starting something new. And so I would encourage people to not be afraid, to embrace it, to be excited by it, by the new thing that God is doing, which ultimately, as I've tried to articulate, is not really a new thing. It's a new expression. It's a new thing and that it's going to impact a whole group of new people. But I wonder if in God's economy, it's not a new thing. Uh, the theology, the thinking, the rationale behind it uh, is deep, is rich, um, is ancient. And so we're bringing life to that. I think to those in existing church plants, I'd really encourage them to think hard about the critique that people are making of church planting to read it to digest it to listen to it um 
because within there is a genuine concern to have a church which genuinely is local and genuinely exists not for itself but for the people that God has called us to serve in our local communities and to find ways to truly be a church for the locale that we find ourselves in. How has this touched you, Will, as you've researched on this? What were the things that came to your heart and mind about God and the gospel that you hadn't seen before? In other words, you were looking at a you know, ecclesiology isn't a subject that sounds like it's going to fire the heart, mm. but it sounds like it's fired yours. What were the things about God and the good news that you found yourself embracing afresh as you looked at the parish principle and at church planting and how they belong together? I think for me, I'm incredibly excited by the thing that God is doing right now. And ecclesiology the church actually has been an area that i've always found exciting to talk about to think about uh, this idea that god has called a people to serve him in the world and that when the church taps into that sense of calling and becomes that faithful life-giving hopeful community that i think jesus calls it to be it has an incredible impact on individuals, on communities. There's nowhere in my experience better to be. It comes with challenges, of course. But I think what I found exciting is that God might take old, ancient concepts and ideas, a thing that he's been doing for a very, very long time, and breathe new life into it. And if this uh, research has been part of that in any small way, then... Uh, that's an incredible privilege to have been part of it. It's a reminder, isn't it, that God always works through a people. Mm. And you referred us earlier to the story of the people of Israel and the way that God was always creating a people for himself. I wonder how that speaks to you about a gospel that's bigger than just the individual and what God might want to do that starts perhaps with the individual and how we might receive forgiveness and grace and hope and love but always goes beyond that. Absolutely. One of the things I often say to my classes is that all of those yous in the New Testament are all in pl are all plural. I know in uh, English we don't really have this, but in American they have this, they say y'all and uh, Y apostrophe A-L-L. And I like that y'all, that when Paul is addressing um, whoever it is he's addressing, he's talking about y'all, he's talking to the church. And the calling is for the church as community to embrace this. And it was amazing in Nottingham to be part of something there where people were coming to faith, experiencing new life, being baptised. And this sense of baptising them, yes, into Jesus, uh, declaring their faith, but bringing them into a new family, into a new community. And that's inviting to people. And I do feel that one of the strands of this, as I've explored modernity and the church's place within our society, one of the strands is this constant uh, sense of uh, isolation that we see all around us. People feel isolated. I know that the government appointed a uh, loneliness minister not so long ago. And the church can be, should be, a place where people find home, where people find family. Uh, not just family that they can receive from, but family they can contribute to. 
and from there go out and make a difference in the world. The other thing I've that's encouraged me and, and, and challenged me in equal measure, I think, in this project is to see again the way in which the church is best when it's reliant on God. And by that I mean there are so many uh, structures and systems that are really helpful for us as a church. The parish structure would be one. It's been an incredible gift and is an incredible gift. But the church is not the parish. The church is this body of people called or elected would be the word by God for his purposes in the world. How they do that is the question I've been exploring, whether that's the parish or whatever it is. But the church is the people that God has called. It's not the parish. And I think we can get ourselves into a bit of a tie when we too readily think that Uh, that body needs to look a particular way. It needs to look like the parish or it needs to look like that. Now that might be, it might be the best way of doing church at this particular time, but it's, it's been fun to imagine what the church could look like in other forms. It's been fun to imagine what God might be wanting to do at this point. The point is in other words, um, that it's God, not us who creates the church as it goes forward from here. And so it's been a challenge to rely again on God. This is what we experienced in Nottingham. I uh, think to um, Exodus when Moses is in the tent with God and God promises Moses, he says to Moses, you can have from this point everything uh, that I've promised you. You can go into the land. You can receive everything that I've that I've offered you and a land flowing with milk and honey. But I won't go with you because I'm tired of you. And Moses says uh, in this incredible response, uh, we will not go. We will not go uh, because if you don't go with us, and then we have nothing. And I think sometimes in these conversations about ecclesiology, we need to remember that, that if God is not with us, we might have the best structures, the best systems, the best answers, the best theology even. But if God is not with us, then it will not count for very much. So it's been humbling to hold hold that thought. It's humbling indeed. And Will, you've shown us how the parish and the church planting pictures themselves are just ways in which god continues to work today we're very grateful thanks for appearing on talking theology thank you for having me you have been listening to talking theology a podcast from Cranmahal durham Cranmahal is a theological college within st john's college in the university of durham training people for ministry in the church of england and other denominations Find out more about us at cranmahal.com. <laughs>